Tiffany, I'm good. Yeah. You've just been swimming around in dogs over there. Oh my God. It was like dog heaven over here. And now I have an empty house. They were, I had swarms of them and now they're all adopted. <laughs> <laughs> well, except we have the two that are in foster that will probably get adopted soon. So, but we have more coming. Yes, we have uh, Eugene and Coxworth. And we have Journey barking here in the background, wanting to get in on the podcast. Uh, but, but yeah, we have Eugene and Coxworth, uh, two little Chihuahua boys that are looking for homes. Um, but yeah, we, yeah. Ha- we had a big influx of dogs, uh, and then they all got adopted really quick. They did. It's really, you know, again, the silver lining in this pandemic is that dogs are flourishing. So I hope that... Um, they are when we do get back into uh regular or i guess our old routines i i i'm very uh i hope that the dogs are continue to be adopted at this rate or at least people do not return their dogs after the pandemic that's a concern i have yeah well we are still in the middle of it so we'll see We have a good topic today. I'm super excited that we are going to be talking about my favorite breed, the mutts. That's true. We're going to talk about mutts versus purebreds uh, because that is an interesting discussion that is always going on uh, amongst uh, the dog lovers as much as uh, breeders and the people in the rescue business. And there are pros and cons to both mutts and purebreds as well as differing opinions. And there are also some misconceptions out there that may not be completely accurate. That's right. So I'm, um, you know, I know that both you and I are passionate about this subject. Um, I do have opinions, of course, and I'll try to make them as um, as not so much pushing my opinions. But I think that there's a lot of thoughts around uh, mutts and there's a lot of misconceptions about them as well. Yeah, I know you get really passionate about this. (laughs) I do, I do. I understand it and that's why we need to talk about it because uh, uh, there is this idea about mutts being uh, inferior to to purebreds and that they're worthless or that they're not as good as dogs and you know that uh, mutts are shelter dogs and purebreds are breeder dogs and better pets. And, uh, yeah, we hope to shed some light. Yeah. I mean, for me, the first most important thing that I love about mutts is that they're all unique. Um, I mean, there's many things. I could, I have, like, a list of ten reasons on my hand right now. Take it away, Tiffany. Oh, uh, <laughs> take it away. Well, I, I definitely love the fact that mutts are unique, and each one is different. You're not – you know, when I, when I see, um, you know, a, a Frenchie, they, they all – pretty much sure they look the same. They act the same. They all have the similar personalities. If I see um, a Labrador, they all look the same. It's hard to tell them apart. They all have the same personality. They all have the same exact health problems. Um, and also, you know, what's what's really cool about mutts is that the difference between a mutt and a dog that's been bred, um, a breeder dog has been uh, bred with the same characteristics and many times they're bred to be like, you know, herding dogs or, um, 
you know, hunting dogs or uh, rat sniffing dogs, but they have these specific things. They've been bred over and over again. So that characteristic characteristic is that one thing that's pretty solid within them. And with a mutt, you have many characteristics. So it's like a hodgepodge of all these wonderful things. You're right about that. Uh, that that's what I think is so great about mutts too. Uh, but, and uh, so this way of reasoning is also why people love purebreds because they, they like the fact that you can predict the personality better. And this is uh, generally true, but it's not uh, completely true because as we always want to emphasize is that uh, breed only makes up so much of the dog. Uh, there are individuals and many differences of personality and temperament and energy level in all breeds and mutts. So uh, I get what you're saying. Most Labradors are similar, but you know, it, that way of thinking might get you disappointed if you're set on getting a Labrador because they, they're all different individuals and not everyone uh, are the same. Uh, but yes, generally uh, it's, uh, you have more uh, to bet on what the personality your dog is going to have if you go with a purebred. That's boring to me. I mean, it, it's it's almost like you're betting on a personality because, but you're you're good. Like you said, you're going to be disappointed. But it's also boring because, I mean, how many they all they all, it's hard to tell them apart. Like, what if your dog got lost? You know, no one no, will be able to tell true, which though. one's your dog. That, that's, no, I feel like that that's, <laughs> they look similar. No, it's not fair to say that they all look the same because I work with so many dogs uh, within the same breeds, and I can totally tell them apart. Not not hard at all. Well, some of those sheep dogs, though, they're really hard to tell apart because they have like the same similar markings, you know. I mean, it's I, I know there's definitely variations, but to me, I get so excited when I see a dog that I've never seen that looked like that before. It's it's cool, like to see a mix of mutt. There are different body shapes, different face. It's cool. I agree and with you. I, I, uh, but but. I, I totally understand why people want to be able to predict personality because you might, you know, want a dog that's uh, a certain way in, you know, size and temperament. And so you feel more secure uh, picking a purebred. I, I get that way of thinking. I really do. Even though I want to promote more mutts uh, because they are great dogs and they're usually uh, more, you know, uh, mellow or, or they have... Uh, a stronger temperament generally is the idea. So, so they make really good pets just as much as purebreds, if not better sometimes. Um, but and they're, the reason we want to promote mutts is because, you know, there are just so many uh, homeless mutts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's what uh, the, the other big uh, on my list is it's the ethical choice to to choose a mutt because they are most prevalent in the shelter. But um, that is the ethical thing. It's the right thing for the environment. I know that sounds funny, but it is a waste of um, human life. <laughs> and yeah, well, not human life, breeding. but life. I'm sorry. They, I see them as humans. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. Of course God, you do. They're my family members. So, but just, it's a waste of life to just keep um, euthanizing all these perfectly beautiful, loving creatures, dogs, cats that are in the shelters, and to go buy one um, when one dies. So to me, that's just wrong ethically, and it's not 
it's not the right thing to do for um, for uh, for the environment too. You're creating a, a resource that we have an abundance of. I hear you, and you know many factors go into people's uh, choice of dogs, uh, whether to get a purebred or get a mutt or which breed to get as a purebred. And so there's many factors that people consider, but animal welfare isn't always on top of that list. And I agree with you, it should be because we have a responsibility in our communities, uh, uh, in our society to take care of uh, this big problem of homeless dogs that we created. So yeah, taking in a a dog to your family, you should uh, consider getting a rescue dog rather than buying it from a breeder. Uh, But the good news is that it's getting more and more common to adopt rescue dogs. So we are on the right track. Yeah, you're, it's so true. And it's not just mutts that are in the shelter. There is purebreds too. So regardless, the first place to go, no matter what dog you get, is to look at a shelter or a rescue and um, make sure that you consider that as a first and foremost. But you know what was interesting? I read an article about um, a, a woman who was in her 60s who has always rescued dogs, taking them from shelters or rescues. And she got discriminated by a lot of rescues and um, because of her age. So she was forced upon getting a dog from a breeder. And I was really disappointed to hear that that, that was the case. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, you know, I'm thinking that uh, maybe she was uh, so old that they worried that she wouldn't outlive the dogs. And maybe she was applying for puppies. And if, if you're 80 or 90 plus, then maybe it's not a great idea to, to get a puppy because you're not sure that you're going to outlive the puppy. Uh, so it could be that she was applying for a puppy rather than a senior dog, you know. But that wasn't the case. And that's and I've heard this before. And so it wasn't the case. What She was 60. She wasn't 80. And she was actually applying for older dogs. 60s, no age. Yeah. And so um, I was, I've heard this before where, where some rescues have been, they discriminate against people. And what happens is they force that person to go to a breeder. And so she ended up getting a puppy where she would have been better off with an older dog. And I've heard this before. So... I I just want to say for our listeners, if you do have that experience, do not give up. Go, you're just, you're just going to the wrong rescue. And, you know, some rescues can be a very strict and I understand where they're coming from because they've had bad experiences, but don't give up on adopting a rescue dog um, by some few experiences. Just keep looking and finding the right place. We do not discriminate against people or where they live. And, um, you know, we believe that a happy home is from, is a loving home and not a place that has everything like a perfect yard or the, the right, uh, age or anything like that. That's right. Um, And I think that happens a lot that people get turned away from rescues, which is insane um, because that that just defeats the purpose. I was talking to my neighbor the other day uh, because he'd been talking to me about wanting to get a dog and like what type of dog he should get. And, you know, I told him get a rescue dog. And uh, due to his situation, I really recommended a senior dog. And he's been out there looking uh, and uh, now I saw him the other day out walking with his dog, and I said, congratulations, this is so great. And he told me that he also ended up having to go to a breeder. 
because he t went to oh. some rescues and apparently they wanted just endless amounts of paperwork and it just turned into some bureaucracy maze and he just ended up going with a breeder instead because it was easier. And I think this happens a lot and it's so unnecessary. Yeah, this is this is a this I've heard this before and it's very disappointing to hear. And you know, this is and it's almost like some of these these places are forcing people to go to breeders. And it's just the opposite of the whole thing that we're doing. So um, I, I'm not surprised and I'm disappointed. I mean, but, but, but why didn't he get a dog from us? Well, we didn't have any dogs for him, I think. Oh, at that time? Oh. Yeah. Too bad. Well, what, what did he, so he ended up going to a breeder. Yeah, this is, this is what's happening. So if anybody's out there, again, having this experience, do, please do not give up. And, you know, there is plenty of places. And, you know, the shelters, the, the, the government shelters that we have here, the animal care and controls in your city, they do not discriminate like that. So I think sometimes people overlook the local shelters. Exactly. So every rescue apparently does it different. Uh, but there are a lot of rescues that uh, makes it really easy. Of course, now during sheltering place where everyone is getting dogs, uh, there's a higher demand than we actually have dogs. So it is difficult. Uh, but, you know, please don't take the, the shortcut to getting a dog. Because if you're getting a dog from a responsible breeder, you are likely to be put on a waiting list anyway way if you're getting a dog from a breeder on the internet really quick it's most likely not a responsible breeder and that affects the, both the, both the dog's health and the situation of dog homelessness and it's just somebody making money off a dog and it's just not something you should be supporting yeah i mean and it's expensive i mean first of all it's very expensive to take care of, not very expensive but think of the cost that it takes care of a dog vet bills vaccines food, all of that, dog walking, daycare, all that stuff. And um, if you're spending thousands of dollars to buy a dog, uh, that's a lot of money. And a, and a rescue is not, they, it's a not, we're a nonprofit. Other rescues are nonprofit. It only covers the basics. Um, so we're not charging people any extra for anything yeah. at all. We, that's not who we are. That's also an interesting uh, thing to bring up in the discussion of uh, mutts versus purebreds. I mean, there are many considerations that come into play when making the important decision of what dog you're going to get. Uh, but that includes the upfront costs. And purebred pets tend to be more expensive and they're often associated with, you know, um, uh, higher upfront veterinary costs, uh, whereas uh, because you have to get them neutered and vaccinated on your own, whereas shelters and rescues will not adapt out a dog unless he or she has already been spayed and neutered and vaccinated and in many cases also microchipped and you get that for a fraction mm -hmm. of you know the, the price because you're what you're donating to the rescue than what you would have to pay up front at the vet so it's, it could be a difference of thousands of dollars when uh, buying a purebred dog or um, adopting a mutt Absolutely. It's a lot of money. And you don't have to adopt a mutt. You know, you can adopt a purebred from the shelter, of course, and, you know, save your money that way and still get a purebred. Exactly. There's plenty of pure, there, mo, there's a pure purebred rescue for almost every breed. <laughs> so if you're looking for a specific one, just look it up, Google it. But like you said, you know, this is, if you buy a pet, you're, you're contributing to somebody who's making money off of a dog um, breeding and and it's not it's not a, a, an ethical um, 
it's not ethical because of the it's making money off of a it's like making money off of a life, you know. It's like to me, it's like black market babies. You know, it's just not to me. It's not. It's like you adopt. You don't buy a baby off the black market. But you know, I know my opinion might be extreme. But you know, like you said, Louise, mut, uh, mutts are also. Um, there has been studies that show that mutts are healthier as well. You don't have as many. I mean, it's 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 an overall situation where mutts tend to have better health and longer lives. No, well, let me stop so, you right um, there because this is a, a much debated topic, and this is the general consensus that you're saying, and both amongst veterinarians and uh, uh, a lot of dog lovers is that the mutts are healthier, they have less diseases, less health problems, and they also have longer lives. However, this is not a proved fact. This is not, you know, the, there's not enough research on this. It's difficult to study. Uh, I mean, I found one, though, made by um, University of California, Davis, uh, from 2013, that has been um, very highly debated and taken into consideration in this discussion of whether or not purebreds are inherently less healthy. And this study revealed that uh, out of 24 disorders, purebreds were more susceptible than mixed breeds to only 10 of those 24 disorders, whereas uh, mutts were more susceptible to only one of those 24 disorders. So yes, it shows that uh, in a sense that's true, but it's a difficult discussion to have because there are so many purebreds that live long and healthy lives. Yeah, UC Davis is super reputable, and their studies have merit. But yeah, there's not a lot enough studies on it. But you do know for a fact, you know, every it's a common knowledge that labs tend to get cancer, and any smashed-faced dogs like the Frenchie have a lot of breathing problems, and a dog that has like short legs like the Corgi will have a lot of back problems. I mean, those are common knowledge. You kind of yeah, but but kinda, the thing about that is um, that. A lot of veterinarians and researchers are saying that it has to do with good or bad breeding practices rather than the fact that a purebred is automatically inherently less healthy than a mutt. Um, you know, there, most of the breeders in our country are unfortunately bad breeders. Uh, if you are a good breeder, mm, yeah. then you will, um, you know, uh, you can reduce the number of overall health issues if. Uh, you know what more what you're doing with dogs you're breeding with and you're you're being careful and if you're a good breeder then you can reduce the, the health risks like it can be done it's just that most breeders don't care about this they're just breeding dogs so for that reason more purebreds are more unhealthy you know what i'm saying yeah yeah the, that and it just goes back to the fact that breeding is not regulated and that is something that it's always been uh a topic that I wish would be explored and be a, a industry that was regulated. However, it's not. So anybody can get, can breed a dog and sell them. Exactly. And that's when you get the smaller gene pool because the health of a dog is very much connected to how big of a gene pool they, they have in their breeding history, uh, uh, which just naturally makes sense. And when you have a bad breeder, they tend to breed the same dogs over and over again just to produce mm -hmm. dogs. And if you have a good breeder, then they will, you know, really carefully pick which dogs they breed and they will not overbreed them. And it just makes such a huge 
difference in the outcome of the health of these puppies. Yeah. You know, I, th I think that um, people are changing, and that's the good news here is that, you know, people love dogs. They don't choose a dog for a status symbol more and more and more or choose a dog because, oh, I love the way this dog looks. You know, it's, you don't, it's, to me, it's, it's, if I'm going to compare um, that, I compare that to, oh, I chose my husband or my wife or my girlfriend or my boyfriend because of the way they look. I feel I like feel a lot that of people do, though. It's shameful. It's sad. It's, uh, you know, it's not right to yourself or to someone else to do that. But I think a lot of people do. And we see that in dog breeding. It becomes so clear that sometimes uh, being cute and pretty it's the most important feature with the you know either the partner or the family member or pet we choose and that's and that's something that you know we'll probably never we'll never change we're not going to change the podcast no, we're not no, going to change the minds and the hearts this because we need to talk about it and become more aware because there it's not just you know whatever humans want to date each other purely based on looks fine nobody gets hurt i don't care do whatever you want it's there's no shame in you know having a passion for the for the visual maybe or, or you know whatever do your thing but when it comes down to dogs and people uh, making a choice of what dog to get that is where they pick cuteness over health and the dogs actually have to suffer in order to be cute it, it makes me upset. I mean, I mm -hmm. found this study uh, here. Let me look. Um, it's actually really interesting just about this su subject. Um, hang on. Yeah, it's... it's. No, I know. Mean, I'm just going to fill in some space while you chat. But it, here, it's here, like I found it. Yeah. like, oh, I... Okay. Um, yeah, so this study uh, made by uh, uh, Stefano Girlanda in 2013, where they looked at the popularity of dog breeds, how it's affected by temperament and health, and their results show that breeds can, can become popular despite problematic behavior rather than becoming popular because of good behavior. And they also found that breeds with more inherited disorders have been more popular meaning that their health considerations have been secondary in the decision to, to buy these dogs as well as in the dog breeding practices. Uh, take, for example, um, uh, the, the English Bulldog. Uh, you know, it's the, uh, according to AKC, it's the fourth most popular pet in America. However, they only live for an average lifespan of six years. Uh, and they have, you know, these squashed faces, which means that they suffer from obstructive airway syndrome. Uh, they have difficulties breathing, uh, and the wrinkles of their face are prone to skin infections if they're not cleaned often. And they have a lot of eye problems, and they're, they have to be born by cesarean section because the puppies are too large oh, for the birth canal. So there are so many things with the, uh, the English Bulldog to make an example of here in this discussion where you feel that, yes, they're super cute, but in order to breed them this way, they are in risk of a lot of suffering due to their health conditions. And you have to ask yourself, is it right? No, I, I think it's cruel. In fact, I, I, we've bred them to have these health conditions because I've seen the original 
picture, not the original, but a picture of what an Eng- English bulldog looked like before uh, before they look like now. And they weren't this smashed face, wrinkled um, appearance. They had a very different look. And we've bred them over and over again to have more wrinkles and more smashed face. So we've bred them to have all these health issues and pain and suffering. So that just so they can be cute. I know, and it's it makes me so upset to talk about this. And but but I also um, not only feel bad for the English bulldogs. I feel bad for the the you know the the moms and the dads, the pet pet parents of the English bulldogs. Because when we talk about this, oh gosh, does it yeah. mean that they are all evil people? Well, I mean, if you put it, I I like to compare it to the fact that. We've done this in society to people as well. For, think about, you know, um, in in ancient Asia where women were had their feet bind, bound so they could be small and attractive to the male counterparts. I mean, it, that and they suffered lots of pain and suffering and, and misery because of this. You know, we're not evil per se because we have English bulldogs. A lot of people, you know, maybe they're not aware of it. And not to say a lot of them probably also have rescues, which is, you know, the the opposite of contributing to uh, breeding. So uh, it's it's not that black and white. It's uh, but it's important for us to discuss this. And there are, you know, people that want to make a change. I read that the. The British Veterinary Association, uh, you know, they have uh, come out and really expressed uh, this, the seriousness of the, the health problems associated with the, both English Bulldogs and other um, pure breeds and that they want a revision of breed standards, uh, you know, so uh, they can uh, put a limit on the physical features uh, such as muscle shortness and so on in order to ensure that these high-risk breeds such as the English Bulldog uh, do not continue to suffer unnecessarily. People are fighting for changing this breed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> do you remember Chopper? Oh, I so, love Chopper. You know, he was a res- oh, yeah. Yes, tell us about <laughs> Chopper. Yeah, you know, Chopper was um, an amazing rescue dog. He was an English bulldog, and he was rescued by this amazing gal who loved um, English bulldogs but chose to rescue them versus buy them from a breeder. And he was rescued um, because he was dumped after he was done being used as a breed breeding dog. Um, he was kept in a cage his whole life and let out to just breed. Um, so he had severe leg issues. How horrible is that? Yeah. So who wants to contribute to that? I mean, I, I, I can't, I just don't understand if, if people un- would know this, if they learn this, do they want to contribute to someone's suffering? I would hope not. But maybe I'm naive. I don't know. I think it goes both ways. But mostly I like to think that people just uh, don't know and they're not aware. And, you know, most times when you uh, get one of these dogs, it's because you fall in love with them. And that's a beautiful thing. And I, I don't blame people for uh, being hung up on breeds either. I I get it, but it's hard to explain. That's the difficult part, I feel like. Uh, you know, I grew up with uh, Bimbo and Alex. You know, I told you about my dogs. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh, they were um, Pomeranians, and uh, they were purebreds. They came from, like, a really good lines of pedigrees. And Bimbo was even... Um, his brother won the European Championship, which is a huge dog breeding um, um, 
competition in Europe and and then Bimbo won over his brother so you know he was like the European champion in our eyes and I was mm -hmm. so proud of him and you know now I'm grown up and uh, I uh, live in America and uh, working with dog rescue and now of course I, I it's so easy for me to to look at the breeding and uh, just feel hopeless about the rescue situation but I've been in that situation where I had a purebred and I was so proud of him and there was nothing evil about that and we just didn't know uh, about the, everything that surrounds the business of breeding. We were just very, really proud of our yeah. beautiful dog. Yeah, you know, it's true. I mean, we, I grew up with dogs as well. and uh, My parents wouldn't spend the money on breeding, so I don't think they, they, they are a breeder dog. So, But we did have um, rescues, but they were purebreds. Like we had a rescue uh, dachshund, I call them wiener dogs or sausage dogs, but we had a, we had a rescue dachshund, and um, then we also had a rescue. Well, Tippy was a, Tippy was a border collie, um, she looked very much like a black and white lassie. She was, but you know, so we had a lot of dogs that looked like purebreds, but they weren't. Um, and so I don't remember how we got, but we got them. And, um, but I do think that there was perhaps back in the day earlier on, there were, it, it feels like there was less dogs available in those times where where now there just seems like there's an abundance of dogs because of the lack of regulation and spay and neutering. Agreed. There needs to be uh, regulation, legislation, as you say, but we also need to increase awareness amongst the general public about the rescue dogs and how they're available and how great they are. And uh, we also need to talk more about mutts versus purebreds because it's like people are teaming up on two different sides. There are so many people that grown up in generations after generations where you always got the dog from a breeder. So their idea of getting a dog is that's how you get them. Um, and right. so we need to just get the word out there that this, there are alternatives that are, you know, supporting animal welfare and that if you choose the wrong breeder, then you're really contributing to the big problem of homeless dogs in America. I, first of all, I just love seeing mutts. That's just my personal thing. I love seeing them. I love seeing all the different variations of dogs. It gives me joy to see a dog I've never seen before. Something that, I mean, I've seen, to me, they're the most beautiful dogs I've ever seen are the ones I've, are so unique. Um, I've seen so many beautiful mutts and they're so special. And one thing that people may not realize is that when you do get a rescue dog, um, they, they, they're just more grateful because they've been through some shit in their life. And, you know, if they because they've been through shit and they come into your home and they feel love they are so grateful they're they're just so there's an intense love from a rescue dog that came from a homeless situation um, versus, you know, and, and, and another plus with getting a rescue dog, especially if you want to skip the puppy stage. Yeah, but also if you're looking for a puppy, there's tons of puppies in rescues. I mean, how often do of we course. hear all these horrible stories about puppies being dumped everywhere? We've, you and I have seen tons of them, so you can definitely get a puppy from a rescue. That's not a problem. Oh, yeah. If you want a puppy, you can get a puppy. For me, I like I like to skip that stage, even though it's so cute. But it's a lot of work. I, I mean, we've done our know, puppy years. <laughs> not, 
I know. They are so cute, though. But, yeah, God, I've seen so many puppies dumped. And um, I've seen pictures of these puppies found in fields with ticks filled in their ears and their paws all over their body. I mean, people just, gosh, I mean, it's so frustrating. I know so many people get so frustrated with what, what human behavior contributes to society. It's just there's, there's endless lists. But, yeah, <sighs> come on. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to understand. Right. And at Fairy Tales Dog Rescue here in San Francisco, we just want to say we love all dogs, regardless of breed or background. And we welcome your questions regarding the mutts versus purebred dogs. And you can contact us through our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com. Yeah. Thank you for listening and thank you for uh, being a dog lover out there and caring. And please spread the word of all the knowledge that we're trying to share out there. We appreciate you. And um, that's yeah. good. That's a wrap, I it think. It sure is. Peace out. Ciao. I'm just a walking my dog, singing my song, strolling along. It's just me and my dog. Catching some sun, we can't go wrong. My love was lonely and blue. Yeah, I was sad as a sailor. I was an angry one too. Then there was you appeared when I was entangled with youth and fear. And nerves jangled, jangled, vermouth and beer were getting me mangled up. But then I looked in your eyes And I was no more a failure You looked so wacky and wise And I said, Lord, I'm happy Cause I'm just walking my dog Singing my song Strolling along With just me and my dog Catching some sun We can't go wrong Cause I don't care about your hate and your doubt the politicians found If you need a companion Why just go out by the pound And find yourself a hound And make that dog get proud Cause that's what it's all about